Welcome to this podcast by Global Church. We are a church planting movement wanting to reach cities from here to everywhere, one to everyone. If you want to find out more information, check out our website on www.globalchurch.co.uk. Good morning, Global Church friends. I hope life's treating you well, getting back to and discovering what the new normal is, it's going to be different. You know, most of us love the idea of change. We just don't like the transition from what, where we are to the change that's coming. You know, I want to encourage you today, keep a positive spirit, keep a positive heart, fight negativity. It's so easy to be negative. We've got to work at being positive. And I'm not talking Pollyanna positive, but you know what? It's just good to be around people that have something good to say. And if you, there's an old saying, an English saying, uh, if you can't say anything good, don't say anything. And, you know, I want to say, think about how, what is going to be the way you present yourself and how you are in relationship with other people. And when people are going down, you know, in the conversation, they're going down, 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 spiraling down. Don't go down with them. No, you spiral up and lift people up and say, come on. I've got to think better than this. <laughs> it's just too negative uh, to go down. You know, relationships are key to anything that we want to see or do or achieve in life. And so I want to have a look at 12 types of people that you're going to meet. And I want to identify them so that you know their barcode. Never forget a person's barcode. And then I want to just give a, a couple of sentences really about how to deal with that type of a person. Uh, it's important because relationships can break you or they can make you. And I want relationships to be good and wholesome and healthy. And you know, sometimes getting rid of toxic people in your life, getting rid of people that are just not gonna change. No matter how positive you are, they're just not gonna change. But when you, get, when you move on from people, it's, it is painful. It's sometimes you can, you think, oh, I hope they're okay and I hope this that, and the other. But you've got to keep remembering that you two are not good or you five are not good or whatever. And you've, you know, they're not going to change. Let's just say, because some people don't change. And maybe somebody's got rid of you because you're toxic to them. Have you ever thought about that? <laughs> I realise I'm not everybody's cup of tea. I, you know, not everybody likes me. And you've got to get to that in yourself. You've got to know the essential you and know the kind of people that can be in your world that add value to you and don't just drain things away. One of the sayings we have in, in, in Global is, don't be a drain, be a radiator. You know, drains just drain people, but radiators give off. You know, they give off heat or they give off, they give something. They radiate something good. And uh, so let's get down to it. Um, Jesus talked about our relationship with others and how really and tr truly it takes priority over what our kind of gift to God or even worship to God. It says this, Matthew chapter 5, verse 23, Therefore, if you are offering your gift at the altar and there remember that your brother has something against you. Remember that there, that your, your brother has something against you. Not you've got something against them. 
but they've got something against you. Leave your gift there in front of the altar. First priority, first go and be reconciled to your brother. Then come and offer your gift. And people want to spiritualize things and so you know, they want to ignore what they have to deal with in relationship and just want to go into worship of God and moving on with God and, and what do you want me to do, God, and things. But, you know, first, leave your gift at the altar. God's cool. God's not insecure. But go and be reconciled to your brother. Go and sort things out with your brother when they've got something against you. That can be hard work. And we need wisdom in these things. You know, if 300 people have got something against you, it's going to take you forever. <laughs> just hold your hand up and say, that must be doing something wrong. <laughs> but I'm just saying that um, we need to go and sort it out. Why? Because what Jesus is saying through this passage is, in his kingdom, when you decide to, to live in his kingdom and give your life to the king, Jesus, he says in his kingdom, relationships really matter. They are priority relationships matter and can I say from the outset not every relationship that you have in your world is going to be successful and you might have to end some relationships and that's that's painful and please don't pick me up today and say Dave Shore told me that I had to leave my husband I had to leave my wife that's not, that's not really what I'm talking about I'm talking about generally how we are marriage is a different thing it's a sacred thing between union between man and his wife that's that's deeper than any other relationship. And so that's different. But uh, that still needs to be sorted. Things need to be sorted out in marriage. Shelley and I often have to sort things out with each other. Uh, we think so differently. And so, you know, what we've learnt and we're still learning, 30 odd years of marriage is how to disagree well and how to broach issues with each other and situations with each other. It's something sometimes that we've said about each other or to each other. You, you know, we're learning how to do that well, rather than just being blunt. So, sorting things out is important. The, the Christianity is, is different from any other religion because it prioritises relationship. You know, we believe in theology and, and, and doctrine and, and, and Bible. I mean, that's the bedrock of all that we do. But Christianity, our faith in Jesus, is based on a relationship. It's not based on a set of rules. And with each other, we need to work at how to have good relationships and how to be good in relationships. But I'm looking at 12 people that are ready to take you out in this next season. And I want you to be tooled up and ready to meet them kind of people, but meet them well. I don't mean meet them, you know, aggressively necessarily or anything like that, but where you can take control and know how to handle the situation. So to be forewarned is to be forearmed. And we need this. I wish they'd teach this stuff in secondary school. I do. I wish they'd teach some of these principles that I'm about to bring you, you know, in universities and stuff. Tooling young people up for life. When Jesus was asked to summarise the most important command, he responded with two commands. He said, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind and strength. That word strength can be translated stuff or money or whatever you've got. Yeah. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind and strength. And he said, and the second is like it. 
and he says, love your neighbor as yourself. And he gave us two relationships, the vertical relationship and the horizontal relationship. And everything has got to be sweet in those two relationships, that your relationship with God's right and your relationship with other people is right and on point. We cannot assume that we're going to be successful in life, in business, in church, unless we master the art of leading healthy relationships. We have three, three principles, really, in relationships. Number one, we, there's no eggshells. You know when people say, oh, it was like walking on eggshells. No, no, no. We have no walking on eggshells. No tiptoeing around people and awkwardness and stuff. No, we don't do that. Number two, no elephants in the room. Ignoring or not dealing with the obvious. No, we don't, we don't ignore it. We speak about the elephant in the room. And number three, no excuses. Where people will refuse to take responsibility. So no eggshells, no elephants and no excuses. And we give ourselves permission to be real and robust with each other. And kind, that doesn't mean that we're going to be unkind, but we're, we're real and we're robust. And you know, I've been in too many relationships where they treat you like you're stupid. And uh, that might be the case, but it just feels bad on me and I don't want to be treated like that any longer. And I think when we uh, go deeper in relationships, we're able to be a lot more honest. You know, we don't, we don't tiptoe around. We don't ignore the obvious and we take responsibility. Having a great perspective about yourself, having a good self-image is going to help you uh, having a, in relationships. Having a bad self-image is going to hinder you. And, you know, you, you cannot consistently perform at, at being positive with people and, and treating people well if you're not positive with yourself. If you don't love yourself, you won't love others. Jesus spoke about that too. Matthew 22, verse 39 Jesus said, love your neighbour, that we're to love our neighbour as we love ourselves. And, you know, if you don't love yourself, if you're hypercritical of yourself, you'll be hypercritical of other people. It just, it just goes with the territory. We have to unlearn some things that we learned from being kids about being nasty, about retaliating do to others before and during and after they do it to you, you know, taking revenge and all that. And it's like, you know, it's tough talk from a dad to his son. If they hit you, you go back and hit them twice as hard. And it's like, what? You know, number one, the kid is terrified and doesn't want to do that. He just had a good beating. And you're pushing him back in. Well, it's tough in this life. You've got to be tough. No, you've got to be wise. You've got to be wise. Jesus said, flesh gives birth to flesh. And, you know, if somebody hurts you and then you hurt them back, they're going to hurt you back again and you're going to hurt, you know, and then they go and get their dad, you get your dad. Then you go and get your grand, their granddad and you get your granddad and great granddad. Before you know it, you're in the cemetery digging people up to come and fight your battles with you. Flesh gives birth to flesh, but spirit gives birth to spirit and spirit is more powerful than the flesh. And I didn't teach my lads to go and retaliate. I didn't. 
We need wisdom. Sometimes you've got to use some muscle, but not to hurt, not to hit and knock them out. But you know, we've got to, we've got to have wisdom in life. We've got to learn how to love people and we've got to learn how to keep people at a distance that are going to hurt us because clearly we don't want to be sitting ducks and as you as we get older it's not always fisticuffs it's mental and emotional how people attack us and how people go for you or we go for others because we're not perfect let's not just look like we're a bunch of victims here some of us are culprits and we need to learn from some of this yeah so I've got 12 people. I don't think we're going to get through it all today, but I want to start to know how to handle people. Because when I first became a Christian, I'm thinking, everyone was so fragile. You'd say something, they go, well, I take offence at that. You're thinking, gosh, you need to get out of it more. And it's, I take a, listen to people when they say, I take offence at that. In other words, they put a, a glass fence around themselves and you can't touch. You can't come anywhere near. You can, everything you do is clumsy and wrong. And they're sat behind this thing, 10 foot above contradiction. And can say and do what they want. But the moment you cross a line with them, I take offence at that. They are high maintenance people. And I love hanging out with low maintenance people. You've got to do a lot to offend Shelley and me. You really have. <laughs> People can insult me. I can be buying them a beer. <laughs> or oh, it's church on Sunday. Buying them a cup of tea or something. But I don't get it. And sometimes I'll go home and I think, hold up a minute. Where are they having a go at me there? <laughs> so... Do you know what? I love being around low-maintenance people. I want to be a low-maintenance person. But anyway, let me ask you a question. These are questions, not so much that I want to ask you. Ask yourself these questions. Number one, how do I see myself? Number two, how do others see me? And number three, how do I see others? You know, Jesus talked about... How, can, uh, how is it that you can look at the speck of sawdust, you know, the speck of, of wood in your brother's eye, splinter in your brother's eye, and yet ignore the forest that is in your own eye? And it's how do we see all this? So often we're like, we big up something very tiny in their life when we are missing the obvious in ours. Uh, you know, we've just got to be aware. How do you, how do I see myself? So many people... I have, have no self-awareness. And one of the most difficult things I find in leadership is bringing self-awareness to somebody and letting them see themselves how other people see them. And you know, you'll when, when you ask yourself the question, how do others view me? It'll be interesting to see. Watch people's body language when you turn up. Have you ever walked down the street and you've seen somebody and your stomach's turned? Thought, Ooh. And you go, Aya, are you all right? How's it going? Do you think some people might have that with you? <laughs> Ouch. You said, I come to church to be told how God loves me this morning. I didn't expect all this analysis. But, you know, this is important because we're building relationships, yeah? And you know our values in global, relational, relevant, robust. It's important that we are relational. And that we, we learn relevance. We learn how to communicate to people. And we are robust. We're not easily offended. The key to successful relationships is responsibility. 
taking responsibility. And in particular for leaders, and we all have to lead ourselves, if nobody else, I believe in leadership for all. We all have to lead ourselves, we've got to learn to be good leaders. But maybe you're leading a school, you're leading a, a class, or you're, you're leading a business, or you're an entrepreneur and you've, you, you, you know, you're in your own business making things happen. Maybe you're a church leader, maybe you do a bit of everything like myself. And, you, you know, leaders host relationships. And we've got to learn how to host a relationship. And when, when we meet with people, you know, be aware of how you come across your first words. Be aware of them. Are they uplifting to somebody? Because your first words will set the tone for a conversation. Who's ever started a conversation? You think it feels bad inside. I, I'm, I'm just not, I'm not connecting here. I'm not, we're not clicking. And it's because you've got off on a wrong tone. And, and at that point, I'll just stop the conversation and say, can I just start again with this conversation? I've, I've gone down a, a cul-de-sac here, I've gone down a dead end. Let me get back out and let me say a few more things, a little bit more, or say the same things more positively. Leaders must affirm the following statements. I am responsible for how I treat others. You and I are responsible, not just leaders. I, I expect this of people in my church. You know, if they've been around us long enough, I expect people to take responsibility for how they treat others. I'm not responsible for how people treat me. And neither are you. We are not responsible about our, for how others treat us. And if they treat us bad, that's up to them. And it's how we respond to that. I will take the high road and lead people well by choice, not by reaction. I will take the high road, not the low road, but the high road, and I will lead people well by choice, not by reaction. What are you like when, when, when situations come your way, especially in crisis? Do you pour petrol on the crisis? Oh my God, oh, I can't believe they've done, oh, I, and, and this is gonna happen and that's gonna happen. It's terrible. Do you escalate the problem? Or do you de-escalate it? You know, I'm amazed by so many church leaders that I know, and they are they are phenomenal at de-escalating. They met great doormen. <laughs> they would. They would because they, they learn how to de-escalate and take the fear and the pressure and the negativity out of comments and things. And then they're, they're able to listen to what someone said and then mirror it back and reflect it back to them so that they go and then give them a way forward church leaders are amazing you know we are vital to this nation we're not a we're not a, a little sideshow or something like that we are mainstream we are vital to this nation and to the health of this nation to the marriages and the families in this nation and to the direction this nation's going church i'm not saying it because i'm a church leader i am convinced and there is so much brilliant leadership locked up in church leaders. I wish that they would do what I keep trying to do, and that is go online and put it out there a lot more because they have so much to offer their communities. But leaders take the high road and lead people well by choice, not by reaction. Number four, I must see myself and others the way that God does. And first of all, God loves us. God is essentially love. He loves us. 
He's not against us. He wants the best for us. Think about the people that come against you and hurt you. The last thing you want is the best for them. You want the worst for them. And we've got to see ourselves and see others, how God sees them. And, you know, sometimes we put up with rubbish from other people. Well, when we do that, we're not seeing ourselves, how God sees us. Because if we saw ourselves as God sees us, we wouldn't put up with rubbish. We would just say, you're not allowed into this relationship. I'm finishing this thing. Why? Because you treat me bad. I'm not having it. You listen to a lot of the Motown soul songs, you know, Band of Gold and all this lot. And it's all about, you know, I loved him and he gave me a baby, but he didn't give me a Band of Gold and now he's gone. And when he comes back, I can't help it because I just love him. And it's like, it's pathetic. It's true story. It's true to life. I love Motown. But, you know, it's negative because they're not taking control. They're putting up with anything just so that they can have crumbs. That is not how God views you. No, no, no. You're a princess. I'm talking to the girls now, just in case you didn't know. <laughs> You're a princess. <laughs> you know, you, you are worth more than that. And you know, people like me, we are princes or kings. You're, you're a princess or a queen. And, you know, don't, don't settle for rubbish. Don't settle for it. But with people close at you and relationships that you've got to build, you know, let them know your boundaries, what, you, what you'll put up with, what you won't put up with. But not as a kind of, you know, the kind of untouchable person that's, uh, that puts everything out. These are the, all the laws around my life. I don't mean it like that. I mean, do it with a pulse. Do it with a heartbeat. And let people know your values. Let, let them know the things that, that lift you up and the things that really, you know, drag you down. Talk to people about what they want, what they think. Get some communication going because that's what relationships are based on. Great communication. Gosh, I should, I should take notes on myself here. Let's look at some people that you're going to meet now during the course of your life. And, uh, and leading will require you to choose to take the high road with these people and do what is right in each of these relationships. So can I just get on with it now? We've only been going for about 25 minutes. So we're nearly at the end of this session, but I'm going to continue it in the next session. I hope you're getting something from this today because relationships are key to life. They are the key to everybody's success. So number one, this kind of person is what you're going to meet. You're going to meet the critic. This person, person constantly complains and gives unwanted advice. Maybe that's you today. <laughs> but we're going to meet the critic. How do we handle the critic? Well, we have to communicate that we care for him or her by listening. Listen to them, but challenge them and offer solutions. Because so often a critic never offers solutions, they just criticise. And that could be something you say to them. I notice that you're sharp. I notice that you notice things. But you know what? You always bring a criticism. You never bring a solution. Always a problem, never a solution. Push it back. And you can do that with a smile on your face. You don't have to be nasty with people. <clears throat> when you know a critic, especially in your company, the place where you work, let your leaders know in that company. Let them know. Let the top leaders know of the poison that these people are spreading, if they're spreading poison. Let somebody know, oh, I can't do that. I'm just ratting on people. 
Alright, so the whole workplace becomes a, an awful toxic place because you won't stand up for what is right. And it's not that we're perfect. But do you know something? When somebody's harming your environment and your atmosphere, you have to speak up, take responsibility. Ask the critic to be part of solving the problems that they bring. Another one you can say to the critic, listen, any more of this? And I will have to take it further because this is not good for all the people that are working here. Yeah, I don't want it, but I don't, don't want it for my friends. So number two, moving on from the critic, we've got the martyr. The martyr is the person who feels like the victim and swims in a pool of self-pity. And uh, self-pity is an awful thing. We have to watch that. Men in particular, I think, have to watch this. We all blame the women for self-pity. Oh, she's in a mood and all that. No, no, no. Men take self-pity on. Please, if you're a wife to a husband, do not show him self-pity. Do not encourage his self-pity. Encourage him to get out and say, come on, you can do this. You know, you are the make it happen man in my life. But don't, don't indulge him on self-pity because he will wallow in it. <laughs> not to self. You know, I know I fight self-pity because I've been full of it in my youth and I refuse to have it. And it comes knocking on my door. Fight that thing because it will take you out. How to handle the martyr. Make them aware that moodiness is a choice. And it is. Well, I can't help it. This is just the way I am. No, that's just the way that you, you remain. You can choose not to be moody, to come out of your mood. You can choose to be uh, to have a happy mood. You can choose to have a positive mood. But that's up to you. And I can help you with that. That's maybe something you'll say to them. I'll come and I'll give you, a, every day I'll give you a check up from the neck up. I'll have a look at your face. And I'll say, slap a smile on that face. Yeah? We've not got a license to drag things down around people. We've not got a license to be moody. We, we have to get out of it. Sometimes we can't and we need help. And maybe that person, when you challenge them, they'll turn around and say, help me. How beautiful is that? What a great opportunity. Teach them that a person that is responsible will take responsibility for the moods and they are responsible to be up for the people that they're working with, the people that, they're, the, that they are around, the people that are in their family. You have a responsibility to be up, not down. And people say, well, I'm just being real. And those, watch out for those people who say, I'm just being real. Because they're not the negative. They're absolutely negative uh, people under the guise of being real. What I would say is, I don't want you to be real. I want you to read the situation. Leaders are readers, not just of books, but they are readers of people and they are readers of situations and they know a wise word to, to come and bring a great atmosphere or to dissolve a bad atmosphere. We have to learn these skills. Where do you learn them? Come to Glorville. <laughs> this, is what we, this is what we love to do. We are building families, building individuals up, build, so we can be strong in society and we can add value wherever we go rather than take away and people feel like, gosh, I'm glad they've gone. What a drain he is. What a drain they are. We want to add value to people. Expose the kind of martyr person to real life situations that are tough. So that it gives them perspective. And you know, when my kids were, 
were were really young. They weren't moody any more moody than any other kids. They were just they were more full of life. To be fair, um, but I used to take them round the city of York early in the morning on a Sunday morning before I went to church, so they could see men and women lying in doorways of shops and things. I remember getting coffee, some some food. I forgot what food it was. I think it was McDonald's. And we and we walk. I said to me, my son, just wake him up. <laughs> and this guy, and I remember saying to me, Dad, you do it. And I'm going, no, come on, you do it. Wake him up, see if he wants a brew. <laughs> so we walk him up, and he, he, he turned around. I could do it. You know, I want some food. We've got him a McDonald's and a coffee. I sat it down there with him, had a little chat with him, and I wanted my sons to see that they had a great life, and so many people don't have a great life. I've just given them perspective as young kids. But you know, that's good when you meet the martyr. So, oh, it's always, it's always me that has to do this, always me that has to do that. You, you know, there's an old song, Streets of London. Let me take you by the hand and lead you through the streets of London. I'll show you something that will make you change your mind. And he talks about the different characters in that song. The lyrics are, are brilliant, but very, very real. And... You know, the martyr needs to see, you know, you don't have it tough, they have it tough. Now, come on, have some perspective in your life. All I've got through two of the kind of people that you're going to meet on your journey. Remember, relationships can make you or they can break you. I want you to know how to handle them well. From the team here at Global Church, thank you for listening to this podcast. Please check out our other messages available on the website 